Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection now 65% off. Plus, Macy Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Another episode, another week, we are moving along. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading The Retro Gamers. Larry here. And Anthony here. What's going on, Ant? Oh, you know, another city, another day, <laughs> another evening. I don't, I don't know where the hell I am anymore. You're, uh, you're on location this week. I feel like I'm on location almost every week. <laughs> where are you now? Uh, I am in St. Louis, Missouri. There we go. St. Louis, Missouri. Sweet. How is St. Louis? Never been. Uh, it's nice. Got a big giant arch. There you go. Have you been there before with your uh, prior employer? Um, yes, actually. Uh, when I worked for WWE. Okay. <laughs> am I allowed to say that? You're, uh, uh, fine by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've said that before on the podcast. Yeah. But when I worked for WWE, I believe I came here at least twice. Oh, nice. Uh, for shows. So, yeah. So, um I was actually doing a count um, when I was hanging out with my friend who lives here. And uh, this, I believe, is my sixth time oh. in St. Louis. Okay. So you can soon yeah. get uh, get a driver's license in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, more or less. I'm getting close to it. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm still on uh, Long Island. Uh, not going anywhere just yet. So. Yeah, we need we need to we need to get you out more. I got it. If I can lug this iMac computer, then we can do it. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get you on a laptop. <laughs> almost, almost got a laptop, but uh, had to think twice for now. But this, this works for now. Less one person. Better when technology is portable. And we get that. Um, so this week, um, I don't know if you're able to. I know you, you've been traveling. You're traveling next week. I know you are. Um, did you happen to get a chance to catch my Castlevania gameplay yet? Well, at least this week's um, gameplay. No, I didn't see. I didn't see the latest video, but I was going to ask you on how you're making progress. I saw the first two mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. say it's your third video yeah um i'm just getting yeah. i mean I, i'm moving along but <laughs> i'm getting more and more the game just is frustrating more and more i'm definitely not getting the best ending but we're gonna get into the endings in a moment because i actually read something about the endings okay well you know i had faith that you would not get the best ending so but i'm i'm after i complete the game the first time i'm gung-ho to do it again to get the ending to get the best ending which actually oh. may not be the best ending. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to get into that in a few seconds. Uh, Based for, on your research, huh? Yeah, which is just basically my walkthrough. Um, so so I, you're cheating. Wait, 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 wait. So you're cheating. No, I have. it's a walkthrough. Yeah, a, walkthroughs basically tell you how to beat the game. So does a strategy guide. So Yeah, but I thought we were. I thought you were doing this naturally. Like, when I, when I did Shining Force 2... Yeah, I didn't use any walkthroughs. I did it all by myself. Okay, well, wait. So because we can't, so because I want to complete Castlevania Two this millennia. No, no, I understand you want to complete Castlevania Two, 
but the, the, there's no sense of accomplishment a walkthrough to do it. I mean, why don't you just go watch a video on YouTube? I would have, but that would have taken too long. At least this point, I can kind of go through it, and I've already missed some stuff anyway, which is because... All right, so when, when you write it down, just put an asterisk next to it because what? it doesn't... It totally counts. It, ca- it counts as much as the success of the Virtual Boy. It, which counts, and that guy got fired, so... No, because there, there was no success, so <laughs> therefore this doesn't count. But um, I already missed something that I have to backtrack big time on. So when people tune in next time I play, which may not be this week, I may take, I may just scheduling wise, may have to be next week, or I may do it like earlier this week. Um, be prepared because I'm going to have to backtrack a big time at one point. So, but I have, I've completed the third, um, the third um, mansion. So now I have okay. Dracula's eyeball. Ah, and very that, nice. that reveals all the books everywhere, like, in in the game. You know, the, the, the books that give you the hints and everything? Yes. So, See, that, and those are the things that are supposed to help you complete the game, not a walkthrough. Okay. So, anyway, uh, I will be soon be completing this game, walkthrough or not. Yeah, with a walkthrough. <laughs> Have you used walkthroughs? Um... I can say on occasion I have yes, <laughs> okay. But I can, uh, yeah. But I can also say that it's it's been very very seldom. Um, it would be it would be a game that I'd literally be stuck on for weeks, and then I'm like, okay, if I don't do it, I'm not gonna keep playing. Did you not watch the first two gameplays that I've been doing? I have no clue what's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's Castlevania too. <laughs> exactly. You know what, folks? Let's put it to you. Do you feel a walkthrough is a legit way to beat a game or not a legit way to beat a game? Uh, fill us in and let us know at the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. I, I, think we should, I think we should start putting polls up like that. You know, I, I've seen people. I gotta, do you know how to put a poll up on Facebook? Because I've tried. No, I've never tried, but I, I think there, I've there. seen do it. Yeah, right. so I mean, we'll let's, make... let's, this, this will be our first poll. We'll make it a poll. Sweet. Yep, so all six people can weigh in. <laughs> hey, we're getting a lot of people now. Come on now. We're all right, sorry. We're definitely doing good. <laughs> maybe, maybe eight. Um, I saw you put you you bought some games, didn't you? Yes. Um, you know, uh, since since we did start doing this podcast uh, with you know increased regularity, right. um, you know every and since my job. Rec- you know, requires me to travel, and apparently my job's travel isn't enough, so now I just travel for fun uh, as well. <laughs> I decided that, you know, every every city I wind up visiting, I'm going to see if I can find myself some retro game shops. Right. So, so, one, you know, so one of the things I wanted to do when I got to Missouri, or St. Louis, I should say, um, is to go around and see what kind of retro game shops I could find. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend, who is um, really awesome... Uh, <laughs> Did you use Rich. a walkthrough? Yeah, uh, yes, I used a walkthrough. I, I asked my friend Rich. I was like, you know, are there any any shops where I can find some retro games? So um, he pointed me to a couple of places, and he came with me and was bored out of his mind as I shopped. But, uh, uh, so there's this one. I don't. I don't know if it's a chain. I don't think it is. But mm-hmm. there's. Uh, but you know, there there were two stores that I went to uh, of this uh, place called Slackers. Um, and they basically sell new and used um, video games, uh, DVDs, mm-hmm. uh, music, CDs, comic books. Wow. Um, yeah, basically, you know, you know, just all that genre. One stop shopping. Know, all, almost. 
yeah, basically all entertainment stuff. And 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 they were and then they were both very sizable stores. Okay. So they also had they also had like you know they also had toys and statues and things like that too. So sweet. So um, really, really, both of them really cool places. Um, so I hit both of those up. Uh, the prices were decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like there were some, they weren't, uh, no, it wasn't that one. I'm thinking there, there was some like, you know, I, whenever I go retro game shopping, I'll go online and I'll see what games are going for before I purchase them in the store. So I went online and they, they their prices weren't that far off. There were a few that were a little high. Like I didn't wind up buying any, uh, super Nintendo in their store, if I remember correctly, because they were a bit high. Okay, I think you bought one. I saw because you put the pictures up on the Facebook page. Yeah, I bought I bought one, but I think that was in that was in a different store. Oh, okay. Uh, there was another. There were two stores that I went to. So, um, so yeah, so I so between those two stores, I picked up uh, one of the one store had a lot of Sega CD games. So I kind of went through a bunch of those, and I also like I don't have like a hit list when I go shopping. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, you know, and, and it was really massive. It would have taken me like forever to go through like all the games they had because <laughs> uh, they had a lot. So um, but the Sega CD collection wasn't that sizable, which makes sense because Sega CD wasn't a very, you know, wasn't around for very long. Um, so I wound up picking up like I think five or six Sega CD games. Yeah, you picked up a lot of them. Yeah. So I picked up um, Dungeon, Master 2, Dungeon okay. Master 2, mm-hmm. Mike Brokosm. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up this safe kids game. It was like a kids construction second. I've never heard of it. Um, I think that was the reason why I picked it up because, um, I went on eBay and I saw it was going for more than what they were selling it for. Hmm. Um, so I grabbed that and then, uh, I grabbed Jeopardy. Yep. Um, which I'm sure would be interesting to play right now. You <laughs> yeah, know, right? Jeopardy from like the early nineties. <laughs> Alex um, Trebek still with Alex. his mustache. Um, Yes, and then I picked up a game. I think it was called like Thirty Two Twenty Jaguar or something like that. It was a, I think it was a racing game. Yeah, that's the one I want to talk about because when I saw that, I'm like, what an odd game. Well, and the you know the only reason why I wound up picking it up is because it was going for a lot more money online than they were selling it, and I think, and I think mostly that was because they didn't have the original case for it. I was going to ask that too because that looked like a different case, but I didn't like. I, I was trying to remember if Sega CD changed their case near the end. No, it didn't. They just had like a regular DVD case with the okay. with the printout of the uh, of the cover art and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because normally, like especially with games like that, I'd rather have the case. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, oh, um, so buying it anyway because it was going for a uh, you know more money on on online so oh, okay uh, yeah so and i think that i think that was i think those were all the sega cd games i picked up yeah i'm looking at i'm, I'm looking at them right here yeah no definitely a good uh good haul yeah no it was an overall it was a good haul and then um the other store that i went to and again like i'm mixing it up because i know i bought a few in another store too there's another store i went to called v block and that's one of the that was one <laughs> of those places where um again similar store but it was inside a mall hmm. so and they had um, but they, unlike like slackers sold a bunch of new stuff, uh, V block, a lot of their, uh, like, I feel like a majority of their stuff was used, including like old figures and things like that. Like, remember I sent you a picture of that WCW figure? Yes. The, yes. Yes. Yeah. They had like old figures just in plastic bags oh, that's awesome. with price tags on them. Um, 
so similar store i went you know so i went to the retro game section they also had in this store they had the um, strategy guides as well so if you wanted to buy an old strategy guide they had them there did they have one for castlevania too uh, I did not look for one for Castlevania 2, but because I, I thought you were playing it honestly. But, wow. <laughs> uh, but I guess shame on me. So, so I think when I was there, I picked up um, Ready to Rumble Boxing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. N64. Uh, Arkanoid Do It Again for Super Nintendo. Great. Uh, let's see. What else, what else did I get my hands on? Uh, Berserk for yes. Atari 2600 mm-hmm. because I was I didn't realize that I didn't have that one. Um I I realized it recently when I was doing an inventory of my games. <laughs> I could have sworn I had it and I didn't. So when I saw it there I had to pick that up. There you go. Um and I'm trying to think uh, the, what the else? NES carts. Uh Oh yeah, I've got the NES carts. So most of the uh, most of the NES carts if not all of them came from Slackers. Okay. Uh, I definitely I definitely bought way more at Slackers than I did at V Block. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing, the problem with V Block is when I was looking at their games, um, I forgot which ones they were. I think it may have been Dreamcast or Sega, or um, I think it was like Dreamcast, because I wanted to buy a bunch of their games, but they, I don't think they knew how to price them. Mm. So they were like, all they good were or all, bad. No, they were they were just all nine ninety nine. So they were all like ten bucks, and I'm like, okay. I was like, I can I see a pattern here. Um, I just think they didn't know what they were. And then when I was going online, they were all going for less. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy any of these yeah. here. Um, and then actually in V Block, it was kind of funny because when I went to the Atari games, there was a whole shelf full of combat game <laughs> combat. Um, apparently nobody wanted them, so they were selling, they were they were selling them for ninety nine cents. There you go. So I did not pick that up Aww. because I have I have two copies of it oh. at home. <laughs> and that's why it's made sense. Um so um going just switching back to Slackers. So the NES games I wound up picking up, most of them were from Slackers, and I picked up um uh Super Team games, mm-hmm. which I never heard of. Yeah, it's uh, a power pad. That's what you use the game with. Yeah, power it was, pad. Right, it was a power pad game. So I, I just I just grabbed that because I don't have it. I would never I, I'll never play it. Uh, and then I picked up. Uh, no, I mean I don't have a power pad. Oh, so plus I think a power pad using a power pad in 2017 must would be ridiculous. <laughs> Compared actually, to everything uh, else, it's motion. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I should probably get one. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I picked that up. I picked up Renegade, yeah, nice. which was a which was kind of like a like a you know kind of like a, a double dragon kind of game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I actually remember having it, so I, and I enjoyed that game. So I grabbed that. Uh, Super Sprint, which was one of my favorite Classic. Uh, arcade, yeah, one of my favorite arcade games. In fact, I played it at Barcade. Yep. Um, I had to pick that up because I I loved that. I used to love that NES game too because it was a direct port from the arcade. Yeah, pretty. It was easy. Yeah, it was such a simple game. And what was awesome about the arcade that was the only thing you couldn't replicate on the NES because the arcade, which I think was Championship Sprint, but same thing. The mm-hmm. wheel, you just spin the wheel to turn, and that's because the wheel was so loose. So you right. kind of whip the wheel around, and that's what gets you to make those sharp turns. Exactly. Um, really fun game. And then I, and then speaking of fun, I picked up um, Funhouse. <laughs> I love NES. that game show. Now, yes, and Funhouse was a game show from the 80s with uh, um, the host's name was J.D. Roth. <laughs> I remember that. Um, with kids running through a Funhouse. And it was an it was an awesome game show to watch as a kid. Um, and I, for, I forgot that they actually made it NES game. So when I saw it there, I was like, okay, I got to pick that up. Um, so I grabbed that. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, there was one, at least one more. 
Um, Shadowgate. Shadowgate. I picked up Shadowgate. Um, I don't know why. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Uh, wow. I think that may have been another one that I looked online, and it was uh, it was worth more than what I, what they were selling it for. There you go, flip it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, and I'm not buying them to flip them. I'm just no, adding know, them collection. But um, you know, again, I thought it was a bargain, so I grabbed that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you also, I see, you got a couple of uh, N64. Uh, yeah, I got the Castlevania friends. Um, the sequel was actually like fifty bucks. Legacy of Darkness. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as much a sequel as as Nintendo trying to fix what was wrong with Castlevania sixty four. Like the first one. Yeah. So yeah, so I I did not take that one. So it, and then I got um, WCW Nitro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which nice. you know I'm trying to round out my my wrestling games for N sixty four, and Sweet. you know that was probably one of the weakest ones. Yeah. Because if you remember, that one played kind of arcade like, and mm-hmm. you had to do combinations to do yeah, moves. It was a odd. So it was, it was obnoxious. I had it on a PlayStation. It was rough. Yeah, I believe I I remember I bought it on PlayStation, uh, and then they did a sequel, which was just like it called WCW Thunder, and I did not buy that one because no. I hated it. Yeah, Thunder was tough. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, so all in all, I mean, I I mean, I went a little crazy with the retro game shopping you got one more fire pro wrestling oh. oh fire pro wrestling returns for playstation 2 yep. and um yeah my experience with the fire pro wrestling series was i ordered the import on playstation 1 mm-hmm. and the appeal for, i remember the appeal for us back then was that the game had over 300 wrestlers in it and it's the first video game that you can purchase that had the wrestlers from WWF mm-hmm. and WCW yep. and ECW all together. Now, they were named different <laughs> names, even though the characters looked exactly like the wrestlers in the U.S. That's how you get around copyright, folk. <laughs> exactly. And that you know, it was the only game that allowed you to really play like dream matches that you wanted to play in video games. Yep. So you... back then, you know, you did like Shawn Michaels versus Sting and... <laughs> you know, you know, just stuff like you couldn't do before. Yeah, so. no, that Fire Pro Wrestling was awesome. And uh, when I saw it on the PS2 when it came out, that was and that was a late entry too. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty late. It was somewhere around the time I think like PlayStation Two was starting to mm-hmm. you know give way to play. end. So um, yeah, so I, I I grabbed that because I was like, okay, I go you know again add to my wrestling collection. There you go. So yeah, so, so pretty successful haul. Um, spent more money than I wanted to, but uh, you know I'm happy with what I got. Good. That's all that counts. And, you know, you were talking about how, like, your, your purchasing has picked up since we started doing the podcast. Um, yep. That's my biggest fear because, uh, you know, it's one thing to talk about them. It's another thing to play them and then talk about them. Um, I don't have the systems, as I've mentioned before. So I don't – I've bought some games. I know I got the box, the, 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 the retro gaming box for fun. But once <laughs> – if – because it goes live in April – and we'll talk about it when we get closer to it. If this RetroBlox thing, this emulator system, I mean, I could yep. also get a Retron, but this RetroBlox is is appealing to me. 
if that takes off and I get it, I am in such deep water because I'm going to be picking up everything. And that's the part I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> what are you talking about? You waste money all the time. So I what? do not waste money. It is all an investment for my future. <laughs> yes. So all the figures that I see sitting behind you are an investment for that your future. Hulk Hogan was fantastic. And there's a great story behind that. I'll get to it another time. <laughs> well, no, you, you won't get to it another time because it's not retro game related. <laughs> we can we can get to it. <laughs> um, let, 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 let's not. I have, actually, I got the Amiibo. I got the retro. See it all the way in the back. The retro Super Mario and the re- oh, Very you can't nice. see that. And the retro Zelda. So yes. Well, okay. So those go. But anyway, I get to use um, those on Friday. Um, well, but but the thing is to also like you know. You can do it in moderation. Like, you know, like I splurged because I'm technically on vacation. So I'm like, all right, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to run around and buy souvenirs for people because I'm in St. Louis. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I did, I did a little vacation shopping and my vacation shopping in this case is what is retro, you know, retro wrong with that. Now, um, yeah, you know, I, I only do things excessively. So, um, that's very true. I'm going to be very much, uh. I'm not looking forward to, but at the same time, I am extremely looking forward to getting a uh, retro system. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's the case, you know, keep an eye on the retro blocks, but I would probably suggest getting the Retron 5 to start. Well, if I'm going to get, I mean, I'm not going to get two of them, so I'll I'll see what's going on. Uh, and in the meantime, I'm just waiting to hear what the virtual console is going to be like on the Switch, because so, that's supposed to be really beefed up. Yeah, it's supposed to be beefed up, but I heard it's not it's not coming out with the launch. No, it's not going to go live at first. But event but the regular virtual console really didn't do that either. So for the True, for but the I, Wii. You know, I think Nintendo takes you know, every time they announce something like that, I feel like they're taking such a risk because you know, you want you want to give as much as possible to your, you know, to your customers on day 1 and you know, online gaming has become such a staple well, now that it should be with launch. I mean, let's be honest. Breath of the Wild's coming out on launch, so everyone's going to be preoccupied with that anyway. Well, that's a very good point because I know that's what I'm going to be wasting my time on. Uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, sweet. So, yeah, so we'll see what's going on with uh, – well, if you end up – So I mean, that's, that's that. That's... I was going to say, this is your last night in St. Louis, right? Yeah, it's my last night in St. Louis. I'm heading back to uh, I'm heading back to Los Angeles tomorrow for a whole 24 hours. So, <laughs> so no more retro purchasing in St. Louis, but we'll see what happens in Japan. Uh, oh, there will be retro purchasing in Japan. <laughs> Sweet and count up. Keep posting. I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there long enough. I'm gonna be there long enough to go broke. Yeah, honestly, that's uh, we'll get into that next week. I guess that's pretty interesting. We'll be there for two weeks. Yes, actually, you know, next week will be our first international broadcast. Yeah, it, sure, it sure will. Can't wait to do that. It's the uh, it's going to be a very long extension cord from uh, Los Angeles to Japan. <laughs> well, you know, don't worry. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run the string outside the plane. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick it up somewhere over Hawaii. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, but as you do, you know, you post the pictures up on uh, on the Facebook page, which is awesome. And uh, hopefully, if you do some uh, retro game shopping, Japan, if you find the Famicom, we'll see that up there on the uh, on the page as well. Oh yeah, I've already got a store picked up. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, with the um, uh, do you have a? I mean, I know I'm not putting you on the spot. Hopefully, with the retro spotlight, because I think you mentioned one of the games. Yeah, actually, I I thought. Um, uh... I thought 
for a retro spotlight. And by the way, this this is a very good segue at this point, Larry. So um, you're making progress in that. <laughs> I like that you're learning how to segue. So I took classes. I thought, at NASA. Make, I thought it would make sense to do this week's retro spotlight based on one of the games that I purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, and today's retro spotlight or this week's retro spotlight will be Berserk. Ooh. So. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought I'd go a little, you know, back in time and uh, focus on that one. So for those of you who don't know Berserk, uh, it it debuted, a very, you know, debuted November 12th, 1980, originally in the arcade. So it was an arcade saying, game. Yeah. It was an arcade game first before it was ported to the Atari 2600. It was actually only ported to three systems back then. Hmm. All Atari? So only uh, it was Atari 2600, Atari 5200, and the GCE Vectrex. Oh, nice! I don't know if you remember the Vectrex. I it was sure a very do. small. It was a very small system. Yep. Um, and it didn't hook up to your television. It had its own screen. Yep. Um, I and saw you Vectrex draw... last year. Yeah. So, so those were the only systems that wound up being ported to, and that was in uh, 1982 and 83. Okay. So, and then the idea about you know for like i said for those of you who don't know berserk because the game is you know what 36 37 year almost 30 yeah 36 years old right now um <laughs> uh, so it was um it was a, a directional shooter game a multi-directional shooter game and you played a human um and the goal was to shoot uh all the robots on the screen and you were working your way through a maze as you do you know as you do it was a ma- yeah it was like a maze like building uh, and you had to shoot the robots before they shot you. Okay. Uh, and then the cool thing about the arcade is it used it was one of the first I think it was one of the first games to use um, an eight directional joystick. Really? So yeah, so wow. it was you know it went up down left and right, but then it included the diagonals. Wow. Okay. So so yeah so. Hmm. Um, that was an interesting thing about it. Um, however, when it when the arcade first came out. The eight-directional joystick was very malfunctional, <laughs> so they actually so there were a lot of um, arcades who wound up canceling their order because they were hearing horror stories about the directional joystick problems. Oh no! So, so the um, the developer of the game, who was I'm trying to remember, uh, Stern, they were Stern Electronics <laughs> was okay. the developer. They you know they had to fix you know it took them some time to fix the. Uh, the joystick, and they actually wound up sending joysticks to a- actual arcade places to replace them. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So there was some, it, yeah, there were some problems with that. Um, but again, so um, – but once that worked out, I mean, you know, Berserk was like, a, you know, just a really fun game. And um, one of the cool things about it was because of the random – uh, because of the number of random rooms, because you know it was a maze and each room had a different setup, and they had set it up like a grid, and the random generator actually made it possible for sixty over sixty five thousand rooms Holy in the game, cow. or sixty five thousand rooms in the code of the game. Good God. However, at the time, the random number generator couldn't handle that large of a number <laughs> okay so the maximum that you could play in the game in terms of like you know the maximum number of room comb- like you know room designs yeah. was actually limited to 1024 
That's a that's a downgrade if you ever heard one. Right, which is a huge downgrade. But when you think about it, playing in over a thousand rooms is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But just 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 the just the idea that you could have had over sixty five thousand rooms, honestly, kind of awesome. I wonder if I wonder if the game. I'm sure it hasn't. We would have heard about it. But imagine putting the game out now with all those rooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, and you know what? I'm sure now, you know, obviously it can be done. Oh, totally. <laughs> so. So anyway, so the the game was a brainchild of a developer named Alan McNeil. Okay. And he did, he started developing the game based on a dream that he had. Ooh. Fancy. Uh, so yeah, so he had a dream that that involved the game and then he just decided to create it. Now, another piece of the game that was interesting is that if you were if you lingered onto a screen too long. Like if you didn't kill all the robots on the screen and move on to the next screen, this giant smiley face would show up on the screen. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And the smiley <laughs> face, the smiley face would bounce its way towards you, <laughs> and you couldn't kill the smiley face. So if he got you, you know you died. <laughs> now, the smiley face, the fi- the smiley face's name, it had a name, was Evil Otto, <laughs> and. The and the reason why he was named Evil Otto was it was Alan McNeil's um it was the security chief at his former employer's office <laughs> he named it after. And the reason why he would he was a smiley face is because according to McNeil, the um security officer, when he would chew somebody out, would do it with a big smile on his face. <laughs> so he created Evil Otto. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, there was a there was a list, an IGN list of like you know the top villains in gaming history, and Evil Otto made it to number seventy eight wow. in the top hundred. <laughs> so, very very well known. Um, a few other things that were interesting about Berserk is that it was one of the first video games to uh, to use speech synthesis. Oh. So it actually had audio in the game okay. for the top, for the robots. One of the first. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's one of the first. So, um, so at least in the arcade version, uh, the robots would oh, talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, in the Atari Fifty Two Hundred, the robots would talk, but not in the Twenty Six Hundred or the Vetrex. Hmm. Um, at the time, um, the voice compression cost them um, cost the company a thousand dollars per word. <laughs> which. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it. So there were a total of 30 words in the game. So that's $30,000 just for the sound. Um, One of the coolest things about the sound that I found, because it would say, you know, the robots would say things like intruder alert, the humanoid must not escape, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, It had one funny line. If, if 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 a player moved on from a room without killing all of the robots, it would say, it would call you a chicken. Um. I think that's, one worth, of the, that's worth a thousand right there. Yes. But I think one of the coolest things was um, when nobody was playing the arcade and the um, top scores screen would come up. Yeah. Uh, the game, it was called attract mode to get players to turn around and play the game. Um, it would say coin detected in pocket. <laughs> so, if you, so if you were walking by the game at the right time, it would say that and catch your attention. <laughs> That and back then, forget about it. You probably thought it was scanning you, knew you had change in your pocket, 
And uh, exactly. there you go. And went right into the machine. So, yeah. So, um, so a lot of interesting things about that. Um, so, I mean, the game itself was generally well received. Like I said, and you know, it, it, you know, evil auto has become somewhat of a famous name. Um, it's definitely, uh, they've had, Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look, 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection, now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bowlandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. See site for details. Had a, um, there was a sequel for it also called Frenzy in 1982, oh, okay. um, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, no, I never uh, heard of that one. Berserk has also, um, it's one of the games that has uh, world record holders. Uh, yep. So and there were two there were two versions for it. There was a version for the fast bullets version when you you know the the when you got to shoot faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that world record is held by Steve Wagner currently. Okay, congratulations, Mr. USA. Wagner. Yep. Uh, and, USA. Yes, and then um, and then the uh, the slow version, I guess I should say, the slow shooting version, um, is held by Phil Younger from uh, also from U.S. Uh, the United States. So top for both, Mr. Younger, congratulations. Yes, exactly. So we have some world records on that one. Excellent. Uh, uh, which is kind of cool. And uh one other thing I wanted to point out about the game was oh, um so it pops up in you know, it pops up in pop culture actually quite a few times. So in nineteen eighty two there was a there was a singing duo that recorded a song called Going Berserk. <laughs> which was ref- which ref- referenced the game. Was that on the same album as Pac-Man Fever, probably? That is the album it was on. Ah, I knew it, yes. <laughs> Only you would know that. Abs- um, song is awesome. So there was another track in 1998 recorded by Richard D. James called Humanoid Must Not Escape, and that's one of the lines the robot says in the game Berserk. <laughs> That uh, song I am unfamiliar with. Yep. Um, if you know Eminem, the artist Eminem, yeah, oh, he sure. has a song called Berserk, and yeah. he and the logo that he uses looks a lot like the logo for the game. You know, I, it's funny you mention that now because I was listening to to my music and I have that song Berserk, and even when it first came out, every time I saw the logo, I'm like, this it, it looks familiar, but I just I couldn't put my finger on it, and mm-hmm. um. But yeah, now that you mention it, it does look like an arcade cabinet logo. Huh. Yeah, and that's exactly what that's exactly oh, where we got awesome. it from. It was influenced by the original game. Sweet. Um Berserk has appeared on um several television shows, including uh My Name is Earl. Uh <laughs> it it's been referenced on Futurama. 
The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, in an episode of The Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers. <laughs> wow, it's it's more yeah. popular than uh, than I would. I mean, I remember it, some of the game. You mentioned Evil Otto. I don't remember it. I don't remember the name Evil Otto, but I remember that that smiling face um, haunting mm-hmm. me at night. And um, I didn't realize though how popular it was in in pop culture, especially in the last ten years. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of those games that you honestly you know you see it and you recognize it right away when you see it, yeah. and you wouldn't think it was as popular as it was. But yeah, it, 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 if you think back to Atari, it was probably one of the it's probably one of the most popular games uh, on that system. That's awesome because you can put it in you can put it in the category of like asteroids, centipede. Oh, I am now. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like it, it it did have that level of popularity. No doubt, it clearly clearly does more more popular than I would have ever uh, remembered it to have. So that's that's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's uh, knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. Yes, and and that concludes this week's retro spotlight. <laughs> da da da. So there you go. Oh, I told you last time not to do the music. I'm uh, warming up the vocals. Don't you worry. Why don't you just rip them out? <laughs> then you wouldn't have a partner. And I'm not bringing in Frank. That's okay. Yeah, because we, ha- we have somebody else who can take over. <laughs> you may be outside my door right now waiting. <laughs> yes. He, he, he smells the podcast happening. <laughs> oh, it was fun having him on. Yes. So. Well, I hope he's not waiting outside my door. Oh, that'd be weird and creepy. <laughs> be on the lookout for any knocks. So, um, in St. Louis, um, have you, uh, I know you say you didn't get a chance to watch Castlevania, uh, my gameplay. Did you able to see the video I put up a little while ago, um, with Legend of Zelda? Uh, no, I did not. You, uh, thank you very much for no, paying attention. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to watch these videos, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting in my hotel room looking at Facebook looking for videos. I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm, actually people, out, I'm actually out doing stuff. A lot of people don't do that at home. But um, this morning I put up, which was recorded last week, uh, my friend Trish, uh, different Trish than who was on the show a couple weeks ago from uh, Barcade, um, she was talking to me one time and, and, and she mentioned how she's never played The Legend of Zelda on NES. Which is sacrilege. Growing up, she had Super Nintendo. So she played Link to the Past like there was no tomorrow. But the original Zelda. So this morning, I had her uh, come over one day and we recorded her playing. And this is someone, you know, in our grouping who who would have grown up with the NES with Zelda playing for the first time The Legend of Zelda. And it's on Facebook right now. It's under, uh, you know, Trish Plays for the First Time. And it's funny like to watch someone play a game that old for the first time in 2017 was quite <laughs> remarkable and quite quite comical you know on on no no disrespect at that it was just funny watching someone navigate through legend of zelda navigate through hyrule kind of learning it on the go for the first time well especially when you think about how like the game just drops you in and you have to you, like there's really nothing you, there's no knowledge of anything it's just like here you go Go in this room, get a sword, and best of luck to you. And that's the part. I wish she was here right now to talk about it. We played it. She played it before we had the idea of recording. So she kind of started it, and that's exactly what happened. The game starts. She's planted right there. Didn't know what to do. Like, the door is right there and just was unfamiliar with that. And, and it like that point, it dawned on me. I'm like, we should stop playing and start recording right now. 
but <laughs> but she was um she was trucking through it you know she she got through the first well she got to the second dungeon got through the first dungeon but as playing i was trying to help her out and then i realized how much i've forgotten of the game <laughs> and i may myself have to pick it up and restart it because god help me i couldn't get her to the second level i completely forgot how far how far to the east the second level the second dungeon was oh wow <laughs> it's been forever since i played that game so oh yes that that game i have to say it's i pick that game up at least once a year well there you go so you got muscle and memory put, with that and and I play and I play through it because it's it's by far and away one of my most favorite games of all time. Classic. No, don't get me wrong. Yep. Total classic. But I forgot a lot of that game. Oh no! See, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, because I played it so many times, like mm-hmm. I know where everything is. The only thing that I always forget is how to get through levels eight and nine. Like, I don't have the maps memorized. Okay. But every other, but the other, the first seven levels, I get through with no problem. Uh, I know where all the hidden items are. I know where all the heart piece, all the extra hearts are. Everything. Apparently, recently there was a uh, just came out on YouTube. Uh, someone took you know how some people take advantage of the coding in the game. Uh, yeah, there was like, like beat the glitch, game like right? five minutes, or but like a wet, like not even a glitch because it also happened with someone with Super Mario World. It's like you reprogram the game while you're playing the game. It's it's a wild. I'll call it a phenomenon. I don't know what else to call it. That people have done with some of these older games, and um, yeah, it makes you beat the game in like five minutes. I mean, don't get me wrong; it like glitches out, and then you know it ends, but it kind of gives you, it technically gives you the ending. Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's not really beating the game, though. No, that's that gets like too scientific in my in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I think when you get to things like that, I mean, now you're at the point where it's like, all right, you're you're not really playing. No, you're literally reprogram. You're recoding the game as you play the game. It's wild, right? So I, again, like it's kind of like using a walkthrough. It doesn't count. No, not really. But we'll take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was pretty good. I remember just just panicking at points in the game. Um, myself panicking, like in my head, like where is this level? Like I, I was supposed to remember where all this stuff was and it's just it's wild how much of a love of a game that you have that you forget after a while this speaking of zelda well, well i mean when you think about it i mean the game is over 30 years old if you haven't played it in that long you're not you know you're not required to remember all of that information but uh but that gameplay it's about a half hour it's fun it's funny um check it out at the po- at the uh the, the the facebook page and um there's a few nes games that she has not played so i have from the nes classic I'm going to have her try out maybe some other games just to see Blake play through for the first time on some of these classic, classic games. I will not let her play Castlevania 2. Well, that I'm gonna... too much of a torture. No, do not do that. Um, I will uh, I will check the video out while I'm at the airport tomorrow. <laughs> Please do. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was a fun time recording that. And, um, yeah, so and, – and with gameplay, uh, you got anything up, up, down, to the left of the pike, whatever the saying is called? Um, you know, I want to see some more gameplay from you, my friend. Oh, I mean, I mean, I have some, I have so many games in the queue right now. I really just need to, um, odds are I will not be able to get to some solid gameplay for maybe at least another month or so, because I'm going to be traveling for the majority of the next two months. Fair enough. But, um, what I may start doing is looking for shorter games. Yeah, and I'm not maybe... talking about completion. Uh, the, the Zelda would know it. We weren't going to complete at all. We we're just going to quick gameplay. Um, yeah, just kind of pick up and go. 
Well, I, I did. I, I would like to sit down and play some Tecmo's Deception since I got all those games now. <laughs> That's. I'm looking for. I, I've never seen that game. You talk about it so much, and I've yet to see. I mean, I can look it up on YouTube, but I've never seen gameplay of it. Yeah, and you know, and what the sad thing is is that it's not. There's nothing monumental about the game whatsoever. I think most people will find it boring. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's a game, so why not? Yeah, I just like. I just like the concept. <laughs> I just want to serve. I just want to serve Satan. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong, apparently, with with um, with that. <laughs> kind of like another game that I really enjoyed, which was called Clock Tower, because oh, Clock it Tower was is awesome. Clock Tower is awesome, but like when you go back and when you go back and play it now, it's a point and click thing, and it's very slow. Oh well, compared to today's standards, yeah, forget about it. Yeah, but when you play it, it just takes forever. However, you know, play. I still haven't beaten that game. I haven't gotten every ending for that game. Because there are ten endings. That's oh, I knew I forgot to talk about something. Okay, the endings. Um, that's a lot of endings. Yeah, in Clock oh, Tower. circling back to Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Clock Tower had ten different endings, and I think I succeeded at three or four of them, and that was it. Huh. That's oh wow! I like I, I can't even imagine all the different things that would need to be done to get to ten different endings, let alone three. Uh, like you'll see eventually one of them. Right. Um, well, with Clock with Clock Tower, it was all about. You got you made choices along the way, and those choices led you down a different path. Gotcha. So speaking of endings, you mentioned when you did Castlevania Two, when you were talking about that, that there are, and in fact there are, three different endings depending on how quickly you beat the game. And That's... let's get into that real quick because you're only going to see one of them in a little while. Um, the first ending, which is the best ending, where you beat the game in, um, I think you said six days. It's like six or eight days, somewhere eight, like that. Eight, eight days. Eight days or less. Basically, Simon Belmont will be freed from Dracula's curse, as will all of Transylvania. Uh, Dracula, but Dracula's hand shoots out of the grave, indicating he may not be done just yet. Well, of course. Why would he, why would he be done? So that's they the first to make ending. Free. Ending number two, where and I'm getting this from. Um, actually, I looked up through Game Facts, uh, one of the uh, the walkthroughs. The walkthrough that you're yeah. using, yeah. <laughs> so, ending number two in eight to fifteen days, Simon yields to the wounds he sustains in the original Castlevania, but Dracula appears to be permanently defeated. So, Dracula appears to be completely dead, but you're still kind of nursing your wounds from the game. Now, there's gonna there's a there's a thing to this. this is why I mentioned these three because they may seem a little out of order. Ending number three, which is anything over 16 days or more. Um, you don't see Simon Belmont at the grave of Dracula, but it appears that he's succeeded to free the land of Dracula. Basically, it appears that the endings are a bit out of order. Because ending number one should really be ending number three. Ending number one is with Dracula's hand shooting out of the grave. And you would think that would be the worst ending because, oh, you know, you didn't do what you needed to set out to do. So well, that the, makes sense. I mean, it's entirely possible because the game, the game didn't translate well from mm-hmm. my research of the game. So no, you were talking about that, yeah. Even with the with the with the village people, um, yeah, YMCA, who who didn't who the words and 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 they are supposed to trick you in the game, but not as much in the any in the American version, right? Right, and yeah, in the Japanese version, like they were, you know. Would basically lie to you. Yeah. Um, but by translating that into the American version, it just like a lot of, a lot of what they tell you doesn't make much sense. True. So, so um, whether or not, and on top of that, they're lying. Yeah, that's true. 
So, uh, so yeah, so the endings really are out of order. I mean, the way it looks here, it should be almost like, like the ending I'm going to get is probably going to be the best ending <laughs> that technically you can probably get. Simon's not there. The graveyard's there. Looks like everybody's free of the curse. And uh, so technically, I am going to get the best ending. Um, you keep telling yourself that. I think if I think if they were I think they if they were in reverse though I think they would have like I think that would have been reported. Like I remember I did. Didn't I do? Uh, I did a retro spotlight. I think that was my first yeah, retro so, so, spotlight. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I think they would have mentioned that the translation got the endings backwards. Well, I guess we'll find out. Well, I think you know I like I think the idea of the first ending with the hand coming out being the best ending. Um, makes sense because you get that you get that cliffhanger in a way Mm -hmm. so you know it's that little you know it's that little enticement of like oh you know it's over but not but it but it's not whereas the other two are more definitive endings where it's like okay it's actually over and it's never over (laughs) right and the second one actually to me sounds like the coolest one because you get to see simon at the grave yeah right uh, and maybe he you know and it's possible like he dies it's possible Right, yeah. he's not in three. Someone else is in three. I think Trevor Belmont is three. Yeah, I think Trevor is right. in three, which makes me think that the second ending, he, you know, they actually show you, you know, him dying. That's true. Well, so that's we'll kind of we will find out. Tune in, folks. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, we will. So, <laughs> so all righty. Well, yeah, that's when you mentioned endings. I just wanted to mention that part that that was pretty interesting with the endings. So, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of games have multiple endings, but back then it was special when you got that. Yeah, right. Alrighty. So um with that, you know, we're gonna start to, to call it call it here, but I got one more thing. You may be on the road, but there's just some things we're still gonna get into, and that's including this week in gaming, and this week I take over this week in gaming. <laughs> yeah, try not to screw it up. <laughs> so here's here's what we have. Here's some uh in my opinion, some footnotes of the week of February twenty seventh, not counting a leap year. Uh, in Japan, NES, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 uh, were re-released as a compilation for the two of them on one cart over in Japan. How fun. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 Arcade came out in Japan in the early 90s. And uh, also in Japan, which ended up over here in the U.S., uh, in my opinion, being one of the best games on Game Boy, uh, Legend of Zelda... Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons came out in the Land of the Rising Sun. What's awesome about those games, there were two separate games, but when you beat one and then you start the other, you put a code in and pretty much everything you got from the one game gets carried over onto the second. Now, was there was there one like was it better to start a specific one first? No, I think I don't think it really mattered. Um I happen to have bought Ages. Um, originally, and that was more of a, nope, that's a lie, I bought Seasons. So Seasons is what it sounds like, you, you know, you can change the season, winter, summer, spring, fall, and ha- whatever season is affects the board. Uh, ages is a bit of a little bit of time traveling, and Ages I got on the Virtual Console when it came out. So I'm actually, nice. pl- I'm going to play through Seasons on the Game Boy, and then I can convert it over to the 3DS. Oh, that's cool. I was yeah. actually looking at the virtual console the other, uh, you know, a few days ago, and uh, I was contemplating like getting Oracle of Ages of Seasons because yeah, no, I've never, it's... 
I've never played those Zelda games. It's awesome. It's definitely well worth it. That's um, what I've heard. February 28th in 1997, Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter, Nintendo 64. Ooh. Great game. I never played it. Yeah, I, I I had it for a short while. Then I sold I it remember, back. I do, I do remember it. I oh, remember it very well. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought they were going to make a new one recently, but I guess I got it. They got shelf maybe on the Nintendo Switch. Who knows? I was um, just going to say, Turok was on like Xbox or 360 or something. It was. That was kind of the last the last go around with it. Yeah. Gotcha. Soul Blade, PlayStation, PS One, 1997. That started. That led into, I should say, Soul Calibur. Yes, and I love Soul Calibur. One of the best fighters. Awesome. Really? Yep. One of the best fighting games by far. 1999, February 28th, for the PlayStation, R-Types, which was R-Type and R-Type 2 on one disc, another compilation. Oh, uh, yeah. R-Type, in my opinion, probably the best, in, for me, uh, side-scrolling shoot 'em up in game. You think? Uh, in, for me, yes. Because, I mean, Gradius was awesome, Life Force. Gradius was. You know, I mean, kind of one and the same for Konami. But... With R type, the, the the different weapon, the different weapons you can get on that little hub that you attach to either the front or the back of your of your ship, and you can also use that hub thing as a projectile as well. I thought that gameplay just made it so much different and and better um, for me at least. All right, I can understand that. Yeah, no, that actually that may be. Uh... One of the next games I get for the Virtual Console, either Super R-Type or R-Type 3 or something for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I was going to say Super R- I remember Super R-Type being awesome. Yeah. Uh, for the PC, February 28th of 1999, Star Wars X-Wing Alliance. I don't know if oh, we're talking about those, PC too much, but... All those silly Star Wars games. <laughs> and uh, our uh, the friendly Germans got The Sims for the PC in 2000. Oh, wow. The Sims in German. That could be interesting. <laughs> Um, March 1st, but then they, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't, they didn't what? They didn't talk. They talked gibberish. Yeah. Which almost over here sounds German. Um, March 1st, 1988. Now I, I asked this question to you before we started recording, uh, on the Atari, like the old school Atari, even like 2600. Um, I don't ever remember a sports figure's name being attached to a game, but in and this had to have been one of the last games. Actually, I may have to double check the stats on this one. But I'm going to mention it anyway. Pete Rose Pennant Fever for the Atari in 1988. That had to have been one of the last games, unless someone made a homebrew. Well, I'm more surprised that like, and you're talking Atari 2600. Uh that's what it said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find it hard to believe that Atari was still making games that late. But I guess um, it's entirely it's entirely possible because their next system. That came out was the Jaguar, and I believe that was like in the early nineties. Uh the Jag? No, no, um, yeah, probably like around the PlayStation. I would say when it came out. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they just you know, uh, and it could also have been that you know, after the video game crash with the resurgence of Nintendo and everything like that, Atari just tried to get back into the game, so to speak. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, I don't think using Pete Rose. Was you know would have worked, especially in '88. I think he okay. Nope. You know what? I'm looking at a correction here. Oh no, no, yeah, no. 2600 also available for 7800 and for DOS. So uh, interesting. Wow. Um. Also, yeah, right. Uh, also on March 1st in 1997, uh, the UK got Super Mario 64. 
Ah, such a great game. And I saw you post on Facebook the um, which Mario game was your favorite. Oh yeah, I forwarded that from uh, yeah. I, I uh, another another group had that. I want to give a shout out to them. Yeah, to be honest with you, I can't answer it. I on all joking aside, I when I put, po- I'm like, this is one of the hardest questions I've ever had to answer because. It was basically is what it is. What is your favorite Super Mario? One, two, three, World, um, Yoshi's Island, which someone made a good point that it may not, that not necessarily a uh, Mario game, but we'll get into that in a moment. Or Super Mario 64, that I forwarded from Retro Gaming Online uh, from Facebook. Yeah, see, it's hard for me to pick because there's always the original Super Mario Brothers, which started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, but then Super Mario 3 perfected it. It did. It really How- did. However... Super Mario 64 introduced the entire video game industry, more or less, to a whole new version of gaming. No, it, it has, and and the th- that's why I still think it's so difficult to to choose. To kind of give a rundown real quick, um, on the original posting of it, it looks like the game in the lead, most people enjoyed Super Mario World. Um I mean, wow. 28 people voted, but still, Super Mario World was in first, uh, followed by, uh, who had the laughing face? Super Mario Brothers 3, and then in third was, uh, who had the wow? Super Mario, so it went Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Brothers 2. Super Mario Brothers 2? Yeah, that's, that's what wow. uh, a lot of people liked, yeah. Out of that list, that was probably that's by far my least favorite. Uh, Super Mario Brothers and uh, let's see, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario sixty four both got the same amount, uh, and then only one person liked Yoshi's Island. <laughs> but again, that's out of twenty eight. But still, you know, it's something. Well, no, it's interesting because I wouldn't have expected the vote to go that way. But uh, but someone made a good point. Would you consider? Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, a quote-unquote Mario game. Um, I would, basically, because that's what Nintendo considered it. <laughs> Gotta I mean, roll with you it. play as Yoshi for the game, but, I, but Yoshi's part of the Mario world, so I would. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to consider it a Mario game. Yeah. So, uh, Ty, we uh, humbly, um, respectfully say that it is a Mario game, but we appreciate your uh, your posting on there anyway. So that's yes. uh, very good. <laughs> thank, um, thank you, Ty. And I'm still debating. I still can't figure out which one. I, I, I'm between like like a three-way tie between OG Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario World, and Super Mario 64 because it's kind of like what you were mentioning, but each one of those games was the – not necessarily Super Mario, but the first on the respective system, which took advantage of the new features of the systems. So ah, it's, it's just hard. I'm still trying to debate. Well, mine's a coin flip between Mario 3 and Mario 64. All right. So that's how that is. Um, so, yeah, but the UK got to Mario 64 March 1st in 1997. Uh, March 2nd, I just find this funny. Um, the beta release of Checkers on DOS wow. <laughs> came out in, like, 89. <laughs> the beta re- in 89? Uh, yeah, some weird beta release of Checkers. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but more importantly, um, and I, I don't, this, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> and I remember this game. This is one of the games that actually, cause I got this system a little bit later, like maybe a year after it's released or something. Uh, Ninja Gaiden on Xbox. Yes. In 04. 
Yeah, that game, I actually really enjoyed that game. And that was, I think, one of the games that I went out and bought an Xbox for. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, like, went silent for so long. Like, no, it was that so, was, yep. It was so great on the NES, and then, like, nothing ever happened after you, you, that. That was the, and that was, like, the whole big thing of the game. Like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like, Team Ninja comes out, and, and they announce this new Ninja Gaiden game. Yeah, it was actually really cool. It's fantastic. Uh, Nineteen. Um, nope, that's not that. Uh, in there we go. I almost messed it up, but I got it. Also on March second for the PlayStation in nineteen ninety eight. I do my segments. X Men: Children of the Atom. Oh uh, yeah, you know I I still have that game for the PC. Oh, like really? I have the original disc. Nice. Yeah, I never, you know, I never got rid of it. It's just one of those. Um, in the mid '90s, when I actually tried buying some PC games, uh, that was one of the ones that I bought, and I still have it. Cool. And then to round this out, uh, this one I'm doing in honor of our guest last week, Frank, on March 3rd for the PlayStation 2, Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future. <laughs> uh, we, and, and we know how much he loved Echo the Dolphin. I just love that subtitle, Defender of the Future. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes dolphins have to come in and save the future, okay? <laughs> in that odd dolphin speak. So that's your week, our week, this week in gaming. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for doing that for me this week. I appreciate it. That's yeah, it's what, okay. That's what podcast partners do for each other. Yes, I, I, I'm I'm coming around to realizing that, especially since I'm going to be busy for the next few weeks. <laughs> and uh, and to have Frank probably try and put this together will be probably be a uh, maddening situation. Oh yeah, no, let's. Uh, well, you know what? He might he might do a good job. You never know. <laughs> so uh, so with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this all up. And yeah, um, it's bedtime. Yeah, no, I I hear you. Uh, we're recording this one late, and we're almost on the same time zone. So yeah, for like the first time. Yep. And with that, uh, next week, yeah, we're going to do our international show. Um, we're still trying to figure out the logistics of it, but we'll get Anthony from uh, Japan. Yes, you will definitely get me from Japan, and uh, the time difference will be fun. And, <laughs> You'll be uh, wide awake, and we'll, I'll be sound asleep. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how delirious I sound next week. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, good luck with your flight, uh, both home and then away. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I plan on I plan on doing some retro gaming on the plane. Sweet, good stuff. I got my portable Genesis. Yes, yes, that thing still holding up. Oh, it was fantastic. Good. Yep. <laughs> it's. Right. Uh, I was playing a lot of. Uh, what was I playing a lot of? I was playing a lot of Sonic. Does it have like the uh, like the Sonic version with Knuckles, like the add-on, uh, the uh, the piggybacking versions? Uh, you know, I don't know. I was playing Sonic Two. Oh, okay. So I was playing with Tails. Probably the best one, in my opinion. I lo- yeah, Sonic 2 was my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, cool. All right, so I can't I've, wait to... I've, yeah. I've never played Sonar- Sonic for Sega CD, which I heard was better. You never played Sonic CD? No. Wow. All right, well, I think we'll have another segment coming up pretty soon. <laughs> Very soon. Oh, man. All right, we'll talk about that next time. All right, sounds good. All right, sweet. So uh, with that, folks, thank you again for downloading. Remember, share... Subscribe. Actually, mostly share. Just get the word out for crying out loud. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And keep retro gaming. And Ant, I'll catch you next week. All right. Take it easy. Good night, folks. Or good morning.
Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.